0: Hello, happy Thursday. This is Rebecca from the Highway Safety Gang. Today we are talking to Todd Lease from the Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission. Todd is the Traffic Incident Management Coordinator for the Turnpike, and he deals with all 552 miles of the system when there is a traffic incident. So if you travel the Turnpike in Pennsylvania, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Thanks for uh, joining me and the Highway Safety Podcast. Um, So let's start first with uh, your turnpike and um, a little uh, idea of what you do for the turnpike, and then we'll go from there.
1: Sounds good. Uh, So my job at the Pennsylvania Turnpike is as the Traffic Incident Management Coordinator. So uh, basically my job would be to come up, find solutions to the non-reoccurring congestion, so the accidents, the disabled vehicles, and how to clear them faster uh, so that our customers uh, don't sit in in traffic backlogs and traffic queues, and that we don't have backlog crashes, because once traffic stops, we worry about uh, somebody running into that backlog if they're not paying attention. So uh, as part of my job, there's, there's one of me. I cover all 552 miles of the turnpike, and I'm responsible for the 22 towing companies, uh, we contract with our towers on the turnpike. Uh, The 112 fire companies, uh, many of them are volunteer fire companies that we pay to respond on the turnpike. And the 67 ambulances, uh, ambulance companies that we have. And again, we pay them to respond on the turnpike, even if they're a volunteer agency, uh, just so that we have a good partnership with them. So I manage all those contracts. So I respond out to a lot of the big incidents that occur on the turnpike to help. Uh, act as a liaison. I don't necessarily take uh, control of the incident, but I, I just see what I could do to help to assist and, and help the communications between the state police, Troop T, our maintenance, and our traffic operations folks.
0: So that's a huge uh, job for one person, especially with 552 miles.
1: Yeah, so I, I usually typically uh, travel about 40,000 miles a year on my turnpike vehicle. Uh, again, I'm you know, I could be out towards the Ohio line one day, and, and maybe in Philadelphia or Clark Summit the next day. Uh, so it, it's it's a, a lot of work. Uh, my wife, we joke around that we've been married for fourteen years and we've seen eight, uh, seen each other for eighteen minutes. So it keeps the marriage fresh. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and right. but but I love my job. I love what I do. I te- I teach a lot of classes all throughout the state on responder safety and traffic incident management and trying to get people to understand. Ah, uh, the dangers of working along the roadway, or even you know sitting along the roadway for somebody who pulls over to get them out of their vehicle—they don't realize w- what kind of danger they're in.
0: Right now, these the incident management training courses are they for um, EMS, fire, police, uh, civilians? Who are they for?
1: All of the above would benefit from taking the course. So you know, we we say they're for emergency responders. You know, so that would be fire, EMS, towing. Um, and police, but but they're also good for uh, the average uh, citizen to basically understand what the emergency responder goes through and, and to recognize the danger. So it's a, it, they're free classes. Uh, we teach them in person. Uh, starting next week, I'm going to start doing some virtual classes uh, th- so that we could you know the new norm now with the pandemic. You know we can't do as m- much stuff in the classroom, but we also have the training available for free on Train PA. Uh, which is a state website that you could take this class uh, even from your cell phone while you're sitting, you know, in your house or on your recliner. So you can take the training and it teaches you some concepts of of what to look for when you're out of an emergency scene, how to stay safe, how to watch for a backlog. Uh, before I took this job, you know, if I'd come across to a backlog uh, and I'm driving down the roadway, you know, I wouldn't think about, you know, leaving a little bit more distance in front of me in case my car gets rear ended. That I won't go into the car in front of me. I I wouldn't be looking in my rear view mirror to make sure that if somebody's coming at me fast, I could maybe have a little bit of a a choice to go left or right and get out of their way. Um, So, you know, those kind of things is what the class teaches.
0: And that's great. And I'll I'll definitely have to look into that class and I will uh, send that uh, link out to uh, my contacts also. Um, Now, where's your office located? Where on? In Pennsylvania So we're
1: I'm located right near uh, the Harrisburg East interchange of the turnpike. I work out of the Tip Building, which is the old Pennsylvania lottery building, which if you if you travel the turnpike and you exit at Harrisburg East. The Tip Building, which is where our traffic operations center and our IT department is, is on the right the building on the right side of the interchange. And our main headquarters is on the left side of the interchange if you're exiting. So I'm sort of located in the central part of the state, so I can get anywhere fairly quick. Uh, I've responded to to calls that have been, you know, three hours away until I get there. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not going for a minor fender bender, but if it's something serious, uh, and I know about it right away.
0: Now, you said that Troop T, uh, Pennsylvania State Police Troop T, are they the turnpike specific state police yeah. for the turnpike? Yes, they
1: are. So. Troop T on the Pennsylvania Turnpike is, is uh, the, the Pennsylvania Turnpike Troop. So they are funded uh, through the Pennsylvania Turnpike. So we pay for the vehicles, the salary, the benefits for the troopers that are on the turnpike. And we have a great partnership with them. And, and they are uh, very receptive to um, helping us promote the safety message. They promote the slowdown, move over message that uh, in Pennsylvania, we call it the steer clear law so they oh. help us do that. Uh, last year they wrote a little bit over eleven 1, hundred uh citations for the steer clear uh violations. So you know we don't want to have people cited for that or, or, or that, but we want them to understand that it's it's important to move over for responders working on the side of the roadway so they don't get hit.
0: Right. And I wanna I want to get into that a little bit. Um now as far as incidences i mean we talk about uh you know they talk about the steer clear what kind of crashes are you seeing on the turnpike if you if you have that answer like are you seeing uh or incidences what what are the most common
1: so right now you know we have a lot of disabled vehicles it's surprising number of people run out of gas on the turnpike so we now start started providing fuel the state farm trucks that you see on the turnpike that are all along the turnpike are turnpike employees driving a turnpike vehicle. And if a motorist would run out of gas, we now provide gas to that customer uh, because uh, if we call for a tow truck, it would take an average of about 47 minutes for the tow truck to come out and give the gas. If we give the gas, we get them out of there within 13 or 14 minutes. So it reduces the amount of time spent on the side of the roadway. Uh, We provide that as a free service. Uh, Do we like to give gas away for somebody that didn't put gas in the car? Uh, probably not but but it it makes it a lot safer for them and we understand that that there may be reasons why somebody you know may have ran out of fuel so uh, so we see a lot of that but we see a lot of uh, high speed accidents from people especially this time you know our traffic volume's down about fifty percent right now but motorists are uh driving on the road uh faster they think because the road's wide open and and they don't see a lot of police cars around they could drive fast and our police are out there enforcing the speed limit but uh, you just might, you know, they can't be everywhere at once. So we're seeing a lot of high speed crashes, uh, commercial vehicle crashes. So uh, tractor trailers crashing because uh, they get tired, they get cut off by uh, uh, past your car. We see uh, quite a few work zone accidents and we, we have a work zone safety subcommittee that we uh, constantly work on to make improvements uh, for our work zones. Uh, we now have some automated speed enforcement, so speed cameras in our work zone. And and that's not so much to, again, not so much to penalize the driver, uh, but it's to try to get them to slow down and keep our workers safe. Doing this uh, pandemic, so it, you figure from the middle of March to the end of April, we had five of our truck mounted attenuators, those are the big crash trucks get hit on the turnpike. And that's what traffic volumes down 60% because somebody didn't see the big orange dump truck with the yellow arrow in the left-hand lane. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's because they're not looking out the windshield. We talk about the D drivers, the distracted drivers, the drunk, drug, drowsy uh, drivers, and if you're not looking out the windshield, you're not going to see those vehicles ahead of you. Uh, so that's what we're right. trying to eliminate. So, and a
0: lot of the um, a lot of the crashes you're seeing um, on the turnpike, um, you know, wh- wherever you go, 81, 80. I mean, it. You know, we see similar. I mean, we talk a lot about. Of course, 81 um, in in my position and the crashes and the work zone safety. And, you know, right now we're in the Pennsylvania clicker ticket campaign Mm -hmm. and, you know, with seatbelts. And like you said, even with uh, the pandemic, even though traffic is down, you know, uh, a release just went out that, you know, there is more driving under the influence crashes happening. And uh, so, so traffic is still a concern. Safety is still a concern. And so, the, like you said, the, the state police are out there, local and state police are out on our roadways, 81 and local, um, to keep the community safe because that's what it's about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And we see a lot of um, our, our, our troop T also writes a lot of citations for motorists wearing uh, earphones in both ears while they're driving. Uh, so, that's something that, you know, because, you know, you, Aren't as alert; and you can't hear a lot of the things, and, and you see that all the time. And, and our troopers will they'll issue warnings as well, but they also cite. And uh, so they provide us the numbers for that every month too. So we have quarterly uh, traffic incident management meetings. So Troop T is a part of that, and they provide that to us.
0: Right, and that distracted driving is a huge issue. We did a podcast on it. One of our local safety advocates, whose son got killed by a distracted driver, and you know, with all the technology in our cars it's almost shocking that people are still driving with earbuds in because you could get you know a lot of stuff you know through your radio now um now it was very surprising to hear about the gas and i think a lot of listeners will be surprised about that if you know you said it's a free service you know you don't obviously you want to plan ahead before you travel but yeah
1: and (laughs) and we only give two and a half gallons so we don't don't want somebody to think that we're going to come out there and and give you a, a full tank of gas. Right. We're giving you enough to safely get you off the roadway, and and we don't bring uh, the uh, we we give regular unleaded. We don't you know bring the high test out. A lot of people say well, bring out the the ninety three octane. It's like well you know we have what's in the can, right? You know, and that's what we give you so right.
0: And I can imagine that you know um, when there is a crash, and like you said, you 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 want to. Um, you know what you want to try to get your the the customers back on the road and and not in a in a long you know traffic uh, incident. There's not a lot of places to pull off. Kind of like we had the issues on 81 where people were using the center, um, you know, the center burger mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to, to do a turnaround. They had to put up signs. So um, we don't have that, and the and the exits are sparse. So I'm I'm seeing that obviously could be an issue where it could take a, an hour or two until things are cleaned up and and everything like that.
1: Yeah, so what? We're, we're, you know, we're very proud of the fact that in the past uh, three years or so, we've reduced the uh, our incident clearance time from about a, an hour forty seven minutes on average to an hour and eighteen minutes. Us uh, doing a lot of stuff work together as quickly as possible. A little bit of what we do differently on the turnpike is when we have a crash, uh, because we contract with our tow companies, the tow company gets dispatched as soon as that crash comes in. We don't wait until somebody gets there and then say, I need a tow truck. That tow truck may be the first vehicle on the scene. And uh, we may be able to check if it's not a serious accident, we may be able to check with the uh, our uh, state police and, and have that vehicle mm-hmm. starting to be removed so that the lanes are open. Or our maintenance may push the vehicle off the roadway or pull the vehicle off the roadway and and get the lanes open. So uh, we have a very coordinated response on the turnpike. Uh, so we try to get the roadway open. There's times where we simply can't get the roadway open uh, very fast. So then we work to get the the customers turned around you know we'll, we'll turn the passenger cars around have them go the wrong way up to an access gate right. or interchange to get them some of the, the serious
0: accidents um uh, you know may need to be reconstructed uh for example there was that you know on the turnpike i believe in pittsburgh there was that that fatal bus crash was that on the turnpike or was that on-
1: yes yes yeah, so that was at, that was at the uh the 86 mile marker, the turnpike, and I actually that was one I actually responded to. Uh, I, I heard about that. They called me shortly after that happened, and I responded out to that with along with uh, Craig Shuey, who's our chief operating officer. We went out to the scene for that, and we're on the scene for most of the day, including uh, starting the investigation with the National Transportation Safety Board. So we went out there, helped co- coordinate and communicate with the responders for that scene. And I've been involved in emergency services since 1982. And, and that was probably one of the worst crashes that I, I've seen a lot of responders out there seen. So uh, we actually just got done doing a after action review on that. In fact, I just got the email today uh, of the uh, to approve the final uh, version of that. Uh, so we met with the responders after the incident, talked about what went well, what improvements need to be made to our way we do things and um uh, overall that went went very well. But right, we always of look course. To, and, to see what we're and, and
0: We talk about uh, you know, aggressive drivers and you know, drivers who uh see the red lights coming up, there's a traffic jam and, and something like that, you know, you can't really, you know, avoid if there, you know, if it needs to be shut down, you kind of have to be patient and uh follow the instructions of, you know, the EMS, state police and wh- whoever's out there, because they're trying to keep you safe by getting all of that congestion moving off of the turnpike or off of the road or wherever. So, I mean, that's, you know, that sounds great, especially that you cut the the time down to, uh, you know, an hour and 15 minutes, 18 minutes, you said, but, you know, sometimes it has to be a little bit longer and people have to understand that.
1: Yeah, certainly. So- yeah, for so for that crash there that you talked about out there at the eighty-six mile marker, what we did is our maintenance started pulling the center concrete barrier out. So you have to bring out equipment that's actually asphalted in. So you you have to work to remove remove that to be able to lift the barriers up, and then we were able to U-turn the cars from there. So we got them out within a couple hours after the crash happened, and, and a lot of the commercial traffic wanted to stay sitting where they were because. Uh, they could just take that as a downtime. They could go back in their sleeper and go to sleep, so they weren't worried about it as much as getting the passenger cars out of there. But that's uh, one thing that we learned from the from the Jonas Blizzard that happened back in 2016 was we got to get that barrier moved, and we have to get the the traffic
0: right out of a there lot, uh, a lot to make it safer for these them. Things that I think a, a normal, probably civilian doesn't realize and you know the fact that you revisit these uh incidences and review so you know what what could happen better and you know the the weather is always changing in pennsylvania i mean you could go like you know i'm in in you know Nanacoke i go up to bear creek it's snowing in bear creek it's it's you know raining in, in Nanacoke. so um yeah. you know i'm sure uh the snow and the ice on the turnpike. And now do you have, do you work with PennDOT or does the turnpike have their own salt trucks?
1: We have our own, but we also help coordinate with PennDOT as well. So, you know, we reach out to them. Uh, when a big snowstorm's coming, we, uh, you know, we talk to each other. We have multiple uh, conference calls with, with uh, PennDOT. We're on their calls, they're on our calls. And we talk about things and there's areas where we uh, coordinate uh, the plowing or if we have a construction project somewhere nearby uh, that we think we're going to have some issues with, we'll let them know. And and we've had offers from them to help us uh, with some of our ramps and, and some of the things if we weren't able to get somebody there. But we usually I was work involved, very, very well um, with I was involved with a,
0: a task force, so to speak, with the Turnpike, um, I don't know, um, a couple of years ago. There was uh, an issue where trailers were coming off 115 in Bear Creek, and we there was two uh, fatal crashes on 115, and um, we there was a lot of talk about you know the tractor trailers tractor trailers were coming off of the turnpike on 115. They weren't supposed to. They're not supposed to come down the hill. Uh, there was a lot with, with that going on too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we you know, we try to work very closely with that. Uh, one of the areas, you know, in, in the northeast uh, part of the Pennsylvania that we're working to do is we have what what's called traffic incident management teams in different places uh, in Pennsylvania, and we're working through that with our statewide traffic incident management group that I help to run. uh time is to bring a team to the area where you're at there in northeast Pennsylvania. So we'll be uh, coming in and coordinating and and you know bringing in the highway safety people emergency responders, uh, politicians, whoever. And, and the whole concept of that team is communications, coordination, cooperation, and bringing up some issues like you mentioned with the uh, commercial vehicles up there. You know, what we could do, what we can't do. If we need to detour traffic, you know, we know that's an area if we have to detour traffic, you know, we can't send them off of Bear right. Creek and have right. them go down the hill, you know. You know, so, so that's all stuff that we coordinate and that's all stuff that the traffic incident management teams that we're... Uh, trying to establish around the state, um, help get that message out, and we and then that lets us hear um, part of the part of the issue with a state government agency like myself uh, with with the Turnpike and with PennDOT is, you know, we always think we know what's best for everybody, but you know, we need to listen to the the people that actually live there and work there and and respond right, there. So right. that's what these teams um, help us to do. go
0: back to the uh, we were saying about a lot of. Um, police are citing for the steer clear law. Are you, you said that's one of your biggest issues. Um, Have you had um, any fatals um, as far as, uh, you know, tow truck drivers or EMS or anything uh, because of that?
1: Yeah. So in in Pennsylvania, uh, there's been 258 emergency responders all time that have been struck and killed uh, working along a roadway incident uh, in the area up in the Northeast, uh, uh, David Dutch, Jr. Uh, uh, that was up above uh, on interstate 81 was struck and killed. Uh, I think in either 2016 or, or 2017 young man just married uh, his father uh, right. still devastated and puts up a lot of signs up there. So uh, uh, trying to Ed Nolton Junior from Kunkle Fire Company up that way was struck and killed working on 309 directing traffic uh, and a motorist hit him. Uh, so uh, in 2019, there was 50 emergency responders in the United States struck and killed by people not slowing down and moving over. Uh, so far this year in the country, there are 16 emergency responders. That's fireplace EMS towing uh, responders. And, and it used to be the number one responder struck and killed uh, was towing. But uh, the last three years. Uh, the number one responder has been police officers struck and killed uh, because people don't pull over for them or move over for them. So we actually had a, a meeting of our statewide traffic and management program Penn time on the 14th. And, and the conversation came up about in Pennsylvania, we call our move over law, the steer clear law. But we're the only state in the country that calls it something other than move over right. or slow down, you know, move over. Uh, so we're looking to see if, if it's if it's feasible or if it's worthwhile. And we'll reach out to groups like, you know, the Highway Safety Gang and, and your group up there to see if it makes sense for us to start marketing at this as the move over law in Pennsylvania. Will we'll more people know what we mean if we say move over?
0: Right. And the, yeah, to, And that, you know, that makes clear. sense because, you know, just a little bit of, you know, wording may confuse a lot of people. I think a lot of this is kind of like the law that gets lost. I think a lot of people don't realize um, when I do my programs, I talk a lot about the steer clear law. I talk a lot about removing ice and snow from your vehicle. Cause you know, uh, a lot of the older drivers don't realize you have to remove it from your roof. So whatever is, e- whatever's going to make it easier for, for people to remember. And uh, you know, I think that they need to be, taught too how to do it safely because i think when you know sometimes when drivers see those flashing lights or see a tow truck they may get a little bit i don't know nervous or whatever neither they speed up which they shouldn't be speeding or they don't look and they go to the other lane and end up you know in a crash so they um they don't realize you know how to move over safely
1: Yes. And I think that's, that's the key there. You know, we, <laughs> we see a lot of them uh, stop at incident scenes too. They come up and they don't know what to do. So they just come to a stop. And it's like, if you're on a highway or, or any road, you know, that's an issue. You know uh, if you stop and somebody behind you is not looking at their, out there windshield, they run into you. So we are concerned all those, you know, the 50 responder deaths in 2019, the uh, the 16 so far, in 2020 are all secondary accidents so that means that a responder was on the scene a fire ems towing was on the scene and while they were on the scene they got struck and killed by another vehicle uh by a motorist so they were out helping somebody so we're we're basically killing our heroes uh because people aren't paying attention
0: right uh, yes and i think a lot uh, of that too along with maybe not knowing or not doing it safely is distractions and you know they, they you know the speeding up because they want to get out of the incident and and everything like that um, now what other uh, what kind of I don't know if you even know the answer to this but do you have like a time where the you know the turnpike is heavier as far as traffic I mean I, we obviously know you know, holidays. We're not really sure with the holiday this year, obviously, because the pandemic. Um, Do you have like an idea of, you know, is it the summertime because of traveling maybe to New Jersey or?
1: Yeah, we see a lot of of our heavy traffic and especially again in the northeast part of the state with the Poconos. You know, we have a lot of people traveling uh, to go there and visit. So summertime, we usually try to restrict some of our our construction, uh, with the summer, because, you know, we don't want to be out there working when traffic's heavy, uh, Sundays, whatever you think Sunday may not be a busy travel day, but Sundays is one of our busiest travel days of the week, um, because people are out there, uh, traveling. So, uh, again, holidays are always busy, but the, you know, your July is your August when, when kids are out of school, when people are moving, uh, when kids are traditionally out of school, I mean, this, this, uh, pandemic, you know, certainly changes things, but, you know, we're starting to see our our traffic steadily increase. And my concern right now, and and I've expressed this concern with some of my fellow uh, counterparts from other states is, uh, you know, people are driving crazy right now and and driving uh, fast speeds and traffic volumes are down 50 and 60%. What happens when we get up to normal traffic and and their driver behavior still stays the same? Uh, Are we going to have more people uh, injured uh, so how how do we do that how do we protect the responders and, and not only protect the responders but protect the other motorists who are out there that may potentially right. get hit by somebody i, I think that attention. we're
0: going to see a lot of um uh issues like you said with that and i mean we just we just did a story on our podcast last week with bike and pedestrian safety because more people are home So they may not be driving only like local to the grocery store, but more people are out on the trails, out on their bikes. And, you know, we all, they have to be watchful of, of that also wearing a helmet and, you know, uh, watch for cars when they're crossing the street because, you know, more and more people are out. So those incidences may go up too, as far as, you know, crashes with pedestrians and bikes. Um, And, Definitely. What else? Um, before we end, is there anything? Um, I mean, could people do people contact you for issues? I mean, do you, um, do you take?
1: Yeah, uh, if somebody has an issue, they could definitely contact me at at my uh, at the Pennsylvania Turnpike. My email address is tleis t l e i s s at pa turnpike and I will, if I can help them, I will uh, definitely get them to the uh, proper department or agency to help them. Uh, I encourage anybody that wants to uh, become involved in traffic incident management or uh, safety on the turnpike or, or wants a presentation to reach out to me. I'll gladly, you know, I love to do uh, public outreach and to try to get the message across. And, you know, we're trying to work uh, more closely with people uh, Highway safety groups such as your as yours uh, across the turnpike because we could help each other out. You know we have a message that we want to get out about uh, responder safety and, and highway safety and roadway safety uh, and work zone safety and that's similar to what uh, you were doing. So I, I and is that talk the to uh, about that.
0: org is that the website?
1: Yeah. So our, our our statewide traffic incident management group, which I help to lead, is uh, www. Pentime.org. So it's, it stands for Pennsylvania traffic, incident management, enhancement.org. So if you go to that website, you can learn more about what we're trying to do statewide. And, and so that's a, that's not just a turnpike effort. That's a Penn dot state police, uh, Pima, you know, local agencies such as, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the MPOs and, and, and organizations like that. And we're reaching out to a lot of the, um, uh, I'm sure sometime in the very near future, we're going to be up there or have a virtual meeting to talk about traffic is management in the, uh, the Northeast part of, of Pennsylvania there. That's an area where we need to get, uh, some teams established. So it'd be great to, to, uh,
0: Yeah, I'll I'll definitely pass that, um, that website along. And, um, you know, it was really a pleasure to talk to you. I learned a lot today. You really uh, do a great job at, you know, getting the word out, um, you know, coordinating all this information. And I think that, you know, the listeners are going to learn a lot today about your position and things on the turnpike that maybe they didn't realize.
1: Well, I appreciate uh, having the opportunity and uh, gladly. uh, All right. Great. Have a great afternoon. Thanks.